Glory be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Beloved, we want to specially welcome you to this week's episode of GLOAM Podcast, the official podcast channel of Global Emancipation Ministries, Calgary, Canada. Our mandate is liberating men through the knowledge of the truth and that's what the Lord will be doing through the episode you will be listening to shortly. We will like you to subscribe to this GLOAM Podcast channel on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Overcast, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and other listening platforms accessible to you in order to keep receiving fresh episodes as they become available. That way you will not miss out on any revelation the Lord may be bringing your way through this channel. Please kindly subscribe, share the links and encourage your friends and family to subscribe as well. To learn more about this ministry, kindly visit our website at www.glome.org, and also remember to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn among others, and stay connected to keep abreast of important spiritual updates as they become available. May the Lord bless you mightily as you do all these in Jesus' name. Now the hour has come to be blessed again. Stay tuned and open your heart as our president, Anthony Adifarakan brings God's word to us from the throne of grace. Be blessed as you listen. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, thank you for yet another week in the land of the living. Thank you for giving us the privilege to be among the living. Thank you so much for all the beautiful things you have done for us. Lord, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Father, we have come to learn at your feet again. We pray that you give us fresh understanding. We pray that you open up our hearts that we might understand the scriptures. And by the time this session is over, let us have all the cause to glorify your name. Thank you, Father, for answering our prayers. We return all the glory to you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Well, this week we are going to be visiting the school of Ruth again. I, I mentioned to you last week that we're going to be visiting this school for three weeks. And it has pleased the Lord to preserve our lives to the second uh, week of this uh, visitation. So we're going to be visiting the school of, uh, school of Ruth again. And uh, So if you want, you can call this one the School of Ruth Part 2. We're going to take our text from Ruth chapter 2. We'll take verse 1 and verse 20, according to the King James Version. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, who hath not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said unto her, The man is near of kin unto us, one of our next kinsmen. The Lord bless his words in our heart in Jesus' name. We want to learn some life-applicable lessons again from chapter 2, from the book of Ruth chapter 2. And we have about six lessons to learn as well. Now, lesson one, regardless of your mighty connections within and outside your family, I take that again, regardless of your mighty connections within and and outside your family, until God decides to help you, you will not be helped. You don't believe me? Read that text, Ruth chapter 2, 1 and 20. Regardless of how well connected you are within your family, outside your family, until God decides to help you, you will not be helped. You will not. 
Is it not surprising that Elimelech, that's the husband of Naomi, if you remember when we mentioned him last week, the man who relocated his family uh, because of farming, Elimelech had a kinsman, a close family member, described as a mighty man of wealth. Mighty man of wealth. Yet, he was so affected by the famine in the land that he had to relocate his nuclear family to Moab. He had somebody in his family who was a mighty man of wealth, yet his lack, his poverty, his family was so terrible that he had to relocate his family to Moab. So benefiting from the wealth of Boaz could have cushioned the effect on him, but it wasn't the particular at the time. If he had, all he needed to do was just to benefit from the wealth of this kinsman called Boaz. Benefiting from his wealth could have cushioned the effect on him. But at that time, he was not a partaker. If you look at 2 Kings chapter 6, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 26 to 27, the king of Israel said, If the Lord do not help thee, whence shall I help thee? That was the king saying. A woman ran to the king, help me. He said, If the Lord do not help thee, whence shall I help thee? So by implication, it means or your uncle's prosperity or your friend's connection with the highly place may not be the cure to your unemployment or poverty. Just because your uncle or your aunt, you know, your family members are so prosperous, or maybe your friend has connection with some highly placed individuals, that may not be the cure to your unemployment or your poverty. You may be surrounded by helpers. I mean, those with the solution to your problems. But until the Lord moves them to help you, your struggle continues. No man will be able to help you unless the Lord moves them, prompts them to help you. And you know God can even use strangers to help you? Like he used Ruth. He raised Ruth for Naomi, a Moabites. To help Naomi, Ruth chapter 2, verse 2. God can use anyone. If there's anything at all you must get from this lesson one, get this once and for all. Only God can help you. That's it. Only God can help you. Psalm 121, verse 1 to 2. I will lift up my eyes to the east from whence cometh my, my help cometh from the Lord. From the Lord, from the Lord, only God can help you. Only God can command people to help you. You can ask people to help you. You can tell somebody to help you. But stop looking at at men. Stop looking at all these uh, people around you. Your family, they have money. Uh, your friend is a political figure somewhere. This and that. Oh, you are you are living in the house of a particular senator, so you're going to get a job. You can you can remain unemployed throughout his tenure. Only God can help you. So you need help? Talk to God. And when you talk to God, you may decide to talk to men. It's only that time that men can remember to help you. Hallelujah. That's reference for that is Ruth chapter 2 verse 1 um, and 20. Lesson 2. Action precedes favor. Lesson 2, what we are learning from lesson 2, I mean from this uh, school of Ruth, is action precedes favor. What do I mean? You must do what you can before God will do what you can't. You can read Ruth chapter 2 verse 2 to 3. God expects you to do what you can do 
before he will do what you cannot do. It has been said that the faith that expects God to do everything is an irresponsible faith. It's an irresponsible faith. You do what you can do and God will do what you cannot do. Don't expect God to come and do what you can do in addition to what you can't do. He will not do everything. He can, but he won't. Okay? Any faith that expects God to do everything is an irresponsible faith. God expects you to make efforts before backing you up. He expects you to make what? Efforts before backing you up. He doesn't work with zero efforts. Before he killed Goliath, he needed David to engage the sling. You can read first Samuel 17. Before he parted the Red Sea, he needed Moses to engage the rod. You can read Exodus 14. Before he delivered the nations into the hands of Israel, he needed Joshua to engage the sword. You can read Joshua chapter 10. Before he collapsed the wall of Jericho, he needed the Israelites to give a shout. You can read Joshua chapter 6. Even before sending the Messiah, he needed Mary to keep her virginity. <laughs> Look at Luke chapter 1. And before showing Ruth and Naomi favor through Boaz, he needed Ruth to get out of the house and go out to glean. To go look for food. Ruth chapter 2 verse 2 to 3. I always say this. If you have been listening for some time now, you must have heard me say it. Even though manna was free, when manna fell, it did not fall into anybody's kitchen. Manna fell on the fields. And God expected people to come out of their houses, get some containers, and go collect manna. There's nobody in Israel who had manna deposited in their kitchen. You go out to collect manna. Manna is free, but you gotta go out. Somebody said God provides, God gives the birds daily bread. God supplies daily bread to the birds, but he expects them to fly out to go pick it up. He doesn't bring food to their nests. So any bird that wants to sit down in his nest will die of hunger. There's no day the Lord does not provide for the, for the daily bread of birds, but they have to fly out to go pick it up. Boaz didn't come to their house. Boaz was a mighty man of wealth, the man who could solve their problem. He did not come to the house. They met on the field. Ruth had to go out. That was where she met Boaz. So if Ruth had remained in the house, she might have missed that God-ordained favor. Is somebody listening to me? You need a job, but you won't go out to search. You will not. All you do is complain. I don't know what's wrong with this country. I don't know what our government is doing. I don't know why they are treating you like this. You, 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 all you do is complain. You complain from January to December. And there's no government hearing you anyways. They are busy doing their own thing. You will not apply anywhere. You will not go to any seminar. You will not go. You will not tell anybody you are looking for a job. You don't even have a resume yet. You have not done any CV. And you are believing God for a job. So one chairman will come to your house and knock on your door, come to your room and drag you out of your bed by 12 noon when you are still covered in pajamas and offer your appointment letter. Is that the way it works? Is that the way it works? You must do what you can before you, are, before you begin to believe God to do what you cannot. You can't show yourself favor so God can show you favor but position yourself for that favor. 
Position yourself for the favor. You need a job, you won't go out to search. All you do is complain. Even if there's favor waiting for you somewhere, your sitting down at home will rob you of it. It will. It will rob you of it. There's a funny story of uh, somebody I had that was praying. You know, I think there was this the story they said there was a lottery, you know, lottery somewhere. I can't even fully remember now. Anyways, this person needed, he, he wanted God to show him favor concerning this particular lottery. He wanted to win some prizes. You know, he was really believing God that, you know, lottery has to do with uh, like raffle draw, all those kind of a thing. So he was believing God that God should just favor him, that this lottery should be in his favor. He locked up himself three days crying to God, God, this is my chance. Let this lottery favor me. This story, from what I heard, it said on the third day, the Lord spoke to him after he has locked up himself for three days crying to God for the lottery to favor him. So on the third day, the Lord spoke to him, I have heard your prayer, but can you do me a favor? Can you just go out and buy the ticket first? <laughs> because you are crying for lottery. Even the ticket you have not bought, you have not entered any draw. You are crying for favor. God said I have heard, but can you please do me a favor? Go get the ticket first. Imagine that. Lord, I need a job before the end of the first quarter of this year. I need my dream job. You pray in tongues, you fast, you decree, you do everything. Maybe God will say, Thank, I will show you favor. Can you please put up a resume? Can you generate a CV first? Or you expect me to send CV from heaven? You must do what you can before you expect God to do what you cannot. That's what it means to have a responsible faith. Okay? Always do what your strength can do and you will see God doing what your strength cannot do. What your strength cannot carry, you will be, be able to do it for you. It's at that time you will experience His favor. Position yourself. Do your part. It was, it was not God who stretched the rod over the rest. It was Moses. And that rest did not part until Moses stretched the rod. What rod are you stretching? What rod are you stretching before expecting God to part your sea? You want favor? Do something. Position yourself. Do your part. Ruth had to go glean. That was where she met Boaz. Boaz did not come to the house. Action precedes favor. You can read Ruth chapter 2 verse 2 to 3 as reference. Number 3. According to uh, according to Ruth chapter two verse four, thank you Holy Spirit. Um, as I was going to be leaving the second part, there's this example that the Lord dropped on my heart, and I don't know. I'm not going to be swallowing it. Maybe there's somebody listening that he wants uh, he wants somebody to do something about it. You are believing God for a visa. You want to travel. There's a particular journey you want to make. You want to travel uh, probably out of your country. You need a visa. You are believing God for probably relocation. You want to travel out of your current location. And you have been praying. You have been believing God. But as I'm speaking to you now, you don't, you don't even have a passport. You don't even have international passport. You don't have your travel document. The Lord is saying, go get these documents first. Before asking me to make a way. If you are the one, you will know. That's the word of the Lord for you. Lesson number three. According to Ruth chapter 2 verse 4. How many employers attract God bless you from their employees? <laughs> How many? How many employers 
hear God bless you from their employees. That is something every employer must think about. Can your employees say, God bless you, sir, to you as an employer? Boaz's servant, the servant of Boaz, they blessed him. The way you are treating your employees, can they really bless you? And also as employees, do you see your work as a blessing from God? Do you see it as a blessing from God? I hope you are aware there are many people who are jobless. Are you always complaining at work or you see this work God has given you as a blessing? Such thinking should make you overflow with gratitude to your employer. You are working, some people are jobless, they can't pay their bills, they are, they are, they are, they are living, life is hard. But you have a job and you are complaining. Are you really supposed to be complaining or be giving thanks that you are not part of the number of the, or, or, that they used to calculate unemployment rate? Boaz blessed his servants by engaging them in his harvest, thereby qualifying them for some income. And upon his arrival to check what they were doing, they greeted him by saying, The Lord bless thee. Look at Ruth, Ruth chapter 2, verse 4. He provided employment for them so that they can take care of their families, they can have some income. And they appreciated what he did. And when he came to check what they were doing, the way they greeted him was, The Lord bless thee. Those are employees who have sense, who appreciate the fact that having a job is a blessing. And that employer too, if he had been treating them badly, he doesn't pay salary, he doesn't do anything, they won't hear the Lord bless you. He will not hear the Lord bless thee. Maybe the Lord punished <laughs> the Lord, Lord punished this, what he would have had. So your employer, you employ people, they keep working for you, first month, second month, third month, fourth month, five, you are holding them salary, you are not paying, and you expect them to keep coming to work. You are wicked. How are they going to live? How are they going to eat? How are they going to take care of the families? You can't hear the Lord bless thee from such people. They will take your name to some prayer mountains and go and cry to God to deal with you. So see your job as a blessing if you're an employee and bless your employer. Appreciate your employer for providing such job to you. Employers, treat your employees well so that you can attract the Lord bless thee from them. That's a lesson for you. Lesson number four, you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. Look at Ruth chapter 2 verse 10. Ruth showed favor to Naomi, a stranger, in Moab, and she reaped favor as a stranger in Israel. When Naomi was a stranger in Moab, Ruth showed her favor. And when Ruth also came and became a stranger in Israel, she was favored. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. You help somebody, a time is coming, you will be helped. You refuse to help somebody, time is coming when you need help nobody will help you that's the law of nature it's the law of harvest what goes around still comes around so treat others the way you want to be treated so that your harvest will not fill your mouth with bitter pills matthew 7 12 that's the golden rule root chapter 2 verse 10 is the reference for that lesson number five when you appreciate little kindness you get greater kindness if you look at verses 8 to 10 of root Chapter 2, Ruth appreciated the kindness Boaz showed her. And by the time we got to verses 14 to 17, we saw her enjoying greater favor. She was shown a little kindness. She was so grateful and the kindness increased. 
when you somebody has said when you appreciate the finger of god you will see the hand of god when you appreciate the hand of god you will see the harm of god when you are grateful for the harm of god you will see the outstretched arm of god and i think i put i mean i am I'm, I'm adding to it if you appreciate the outstretched arm of god you will see the body of god god will god will relocate to you will just come to you when you are grateful for little kindness you will experience greater kindness but when you are complaining and looking at you know you're looking at little kindness as i deserve more than this even that little will be taken away from you she appreciated the kindness boaz showed her by the time you go to verses 14 and 17 she was already enjoying greater favor take note of this as well your attitude is being noticed whether you are aware or not your attitude is like it's like smoke you can't keep it down it's going to come out people will see it your attitude is being noticed whether you are aware or not somehow some unseen eyes of men are watching your attitude you can read verses 11 to 12 so you cannot really hide your attitude so if your attitude is wrong work on it because it can't be covered it cannot be covered it will always be revealed you can read Ruth chapter 2 verse 8 to 10 and verse 14 to 17 as reference and the last lesson for today lesson 6 favor may sometimes mean more work i need to i need to tell you in advance when you are asking god for favor you may actually be asking for more work hard work without knowing so to appreciate the source of the favor therefore you must be willing to engage the favor through hard work through hard work you are managing five people in your office and you are praying to God for promotion. You are praying for favor. Lord, they say it takes five years to promote anybody in this company. This is my second year. Favor me. Let them promote me before five years. And the Lord answers your prayer. And they call you and they give you a letter and they give you, they promote you. You were managing five people before, but by with this promotion, you are now managing 150 people. What is the meaning of that? Hard work. So your favor has attracted more work. You now have 150 files to look at. So it means more work. So when you're asking for favor, know what you're asking. And the only way to not allow the one who favored you to regret is for you to engage that favor through hard work. According to verses 15 to 17 of chapter 2, Ruth was favored by being given more stuff to glean, which she diligently did until the evening. She kept gleaning until the evening. Favor hard work. She didn't have much to glean before, but they increased the area where she could glean from and she had to glean diligently till evening. So God may open a door for you as a favor, but you must be ready to walk through the door and fully explore the opportunity. And that means more work is needed. So if you are not ready for hard work, stop praying for God's favor. Simple. You are not ready for hard work, stop praying for God's favor. Because when favor comes, it comes with more responsibilities. And to him who much is given, more will be expected. Ruth chapter 2 verse 15 to 17 is my prayer that the door of favor you have been knocking on this season, the Lord will open it unto you in the name of Jesus. And the strength, the energy, the wisdom, the ability to walk through this favor door, the Lord will release upon you. You will not miss your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. That's the word of the Lord for us today. Uh, uh, we want you to take this prayer again. You take this prayer again. 
you're going to say father you are the one who raised ruth to help naomi in her helpless state say father you are the one who raised ruth to help naomi in her helpless state please raise lawyer helpers for me too helpers who will not stop helping me no matter what raise them for me now in the name of jesus open your mouth and turn it to prayers you are the one who raised ruth to help naomi in her helpless state father please raise lawyer and committed helpers for me too helpers who will not stop helping me no matter what please raise them for me now in the mighty name of jesus and as you have prayed the lord will answer by fire in the mighty name of jesus so if you want to surrender your life to jesus christ i will give you opportunity to do that now that's the first favor you need from god forgiveness of sins when he forgives you every other favor will come because everything comes to you through jesus christ so you want to surrender your life to jesus say this prayer after me say lord jesus i am a sinner i cannot help myself and that's why i need your salvation please come into my life today wash away all my sins and set me free from every bondage that sin has attracted into my life i confess you as my lord and savior today please write my name in the book of life and help me to live for you alone from now onward also fill me with your holy spirit and don't let me ever become a powerless christian thank you jesus for saving me amen let us pray heavenly father we thank you for your word thank you so much for the life applicable lessons you have taught us from uh, the book of ruth thank you so much for the understanding thank you so much for showing us this oh we are grateful accept our thanks in the name of jesus lord we know that the blessedness is not just in the knowing but in the doing the grace to apply all this release upon us in the name of Jesus. And I pray for all my listeners. You are the one who raised root for Naomi in a helpless state. Please raise help us for this, your children. In every capacity, raise help us for them in the name of Jesus. Help us who will stay by them, who will help them no matter what. Raise this lawyer help us for your children in the name of Jesus. And for those who have surrendered, uh, decided to surrender their life to Jesus, accept them in the beloved wash away all their sins write their names in the book of life and together let our lives on earth reflect your intention in heaven in the name of jesus thank you father for answering our prayers we return all the glory to you in jesus mighty name we pray amen we give glory to god for the revelation of his word may we receive grace to be doers and not just hearers in jesus name if you said that prayer of salvation congratulations you are now born again, you are a new creature. Old things have passed away and all things have become new, praise God. To learn more about this new life in Christ Jesus, please visit our website at www.glome.org for various helpful resources. We also want to invite you to be part of our weekly online Bible study that holds every Sunday at 5 o'clock to 6 p.m. Mountain Time via Zoom app. Click on the invitation banner on the homepage of our website to join the meeting from wherever you are, it's entirely online. God bless you as you do this in Jesus' name. Thanks so much for listening. Kindly share this episode with others so they too can be blessed, and remember to subscribe to this podcast channel. We will be here again next week for a fresh episode if the Lord has not returned. Until then, keep enjoying your freedom in Christ Jesus. God bless you.